Welcome to A Gem of a Secret Podcast. My name is Donatella My Secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How you doing tonight, Coco? Um, well, this is the first time in a very long time that I actually had a white claw before we started filming. Because wow. um, that's how we used to film back in the yeah. day. Because so I don't have a white claw and whatever. So I actually have a stockpile of white claws because I went through this very not drinking phase for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So they're just all over the house. <laughs> mm. Constantly. Not constantly, just consistently, because they didn't grow. Yeah, please don't keep them all over the house constantly. <laughs> yeah, they just were, <laughs> we're, they were from a very long time ago. That's why it tasted so flat. <laughs> yeah. This was like from four months ago. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much water. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Donna, you've returned to the land of, which will be Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I'm back on Facebook after over a year of not being on Facebook. Why did you come back to Facebook? <laughs> I wanted to join some Facebook groups. So there is some queer and sober groups that are on Facebook. And that's really the only platform that I could connect with people who are kind of experiencing the same things that I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to branch out and meet some people that are kind of living the same journey I'm living. And um, also, I want to sell some things on Facebook Market. And that's really the best place to do it nowadays instead of going on sketchy craigslist to sell stuff you know that makes sense yeah okay Hmm. yeah yeah that's that's really cool yeah i saw your post had like 200 likes on it yeah it's uh, it got a lot more attention than i wanted (laughs) (laughs) it became very overwhelming like everyone being like we missed you we missed you and i was like oh gosh this is a lot but um... i heard that the facebook algorithm actually puts posts like that um, in the forefront of everyone's feeds. Oh yeah. Um, when somebody returns to Facebook, yeah. To hopefully coerce them into staying on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel the love, so that was nice. Um, <laughs> but sketchy um, ass Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I also, um, I mean, I the thing is, social media for me, I think has a lot of negative attributes to it (laughs) and it can get very toxic and i already you know just like scrolling down a lot of the reason why i left facebook is because i was having a lot of disagreements with family politically and then also just kind of um really concerned with the fact that i let people who really should have no say on how i live my life or how i how i believe certain things um how i how i kind of let them like affect me when I was on and yeah I don't know I've taken over a year to kind of look inward and to understand that I'm in charge of my response to those types of things and that if I choose the path of least resistance and just kind of let it go and also just like choose my own happiness then I can still be on these platforms you know it's okay yeah um and plus I think it is a better way for me to stay connected. I think I've become quite a hermit over the last year, and I, I just wanted to kind of come out come out of my shell, my cocoon, new and emerged as this vibrant, new kind of person that I'm becoming. So Yeah. I think, and then also take time away from Facebook does can, can make you appreciate the good points of it more. Yeah, yeah. I've never taken over a year off of Facebook. <laughs> that This was a first. <laughs> yeah, Facebook is a horrible place. Um, yeah. Uh, so for me, my new life update, oh, actually, before I do my life update, uh, Donna, what are you wearing this evening? Well, you see, I, uh, have made my hair more rose gold with this new conditioner I got, so I'm just dressed as, uh, Rose, Rosalia, Rosalia, the Pokemon. Oh, Rosalia. Rosalia, yeah, Um. yeah. I, I have a hard time pronouncing the names, I guess, sometimes, <laughs> especially these newer ones, you know. Um, I'm used to the original 150. Um, but, yeah, I'm dressed as Rosalia. Oh, um, I'm dressed as a Ponita or Ponita or mm. Ponita, however it's pronounced. <laughs> however. I've heard it a thousand different ways. I have heard, it, heard that name a thousand different names. Yeah. I Thank just... you for making me feel better by, like, choosing a Pokemon that had different pronunciations. And, yes. Yeah. You're welcome. So that's why I'm dressed with all white and then I'm wearing horseshoes that did hurt mm. to put on. Mm. Um, and then my, that's why I did set my hair on fire and that wig mm. is now destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the middle of a drought. We got to keep this place. Um, <laughs> don't know if the fiery hair was the best choice, but you know what? It, 
it was to the craft. risky and um yeah great <laughs> <laughs> so my life update is i am taking a drag break in september which i think i talked about on the last week's episode. i believe you did yeah so um that's coming up i'm really excited about it and i've actually i am going to do i think three gigs in september mm. just three um i'm going to try my hardest not to do karaoke um because that's my weekly mm-hmm. um and the sad thing is i could use that money from that weekly gig but mm-hmm. um it's just i i think it's really important for me to get ready for the cruise in october mm. and to do that i need to just take some time away and then i spend more time with my husband yeah yeah we're both taking little vacays in october i will be Oh, well, it's a surprise for someone, so I can't say where I'm going in October. But I will be I will be um, out of Oregon at the end of October for oh, okay. a short amount of time, for a weekend or so, a little over a weekend. Yay. And you're finally getting to do this cruise that you've been looking forward to since before the pandemic. Yes, and it does look like this is so weird. So right now they've canceled all the shows on the cruise. Uh-huh. And so, but we're still booked to be on it. So, like, they're trying to set up private like meet and greet like kind meet of... and greedy things huh. and i'm like so you just want me to wear pretty like it's funny diana fire felt a different way about it i uh-huh. was like wait you want me to wear pretty clothing and get an all expenses paid cruise yeah sure, sure. <laughs> yeah sounds great sounds great it sounds easy <laughs> it does well because right now you know i'm kind of burnt out right yeah so like hearing to not have to do like glamorous cruise ship performances mm-hmm. sounds kind of appealing yeah so I don't know. It's just, it's cool. And who will be on that cruise with you? Oh, a Just bunch some of, of them. There's a lot. Uh, but... Miss Kasha Davis, uh, Pandora Box, I believe is still on yes, it. Yes, Maxi Glamour. Maxi Glamour, Kitty Litter. Uh, Can you tell Fire. Maxi that your roommate thinks she's very attractive? Yeah, absolutely. Or they are very attractive? Yes, I will they absolutely use... slide that into conversation. Thank you. With a picture and <laughs> a couple of your nudes and okay. your social media information. Lovely, lovely. I will uh, set you up with a, a package, uh, <laughs> a PR package. <laughs> but it'll be like like a PR package for like Grinder or something. It'll be my best nudes edited nicely. <laughs> Oh my my portfolio. I love it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but before we get too far into it, Donna, how are you doing this evening? Oh, Coco, I will let you know after this brief commercial break. Dun dun drag race. Oh, we don't want to get sued for copyright, but you know what? I'm really in the mood to watch some drag race. Oh my gosh, let me tell you, there is a beautiful place to watch drag race every week. Oh yeah? Yeah, at local lounge at six o'clock PM. Every Thursday, you can get a first look at Drag Race. Oh my gosh, and currently we're on All-Star Season 6? Yeah, All-Star Season 6 is premiering right now, and we have performances that happen throughout the show. Awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. You can buy drinks, hang out with your friends, and just get to experience some buffoolery happening at the bar. Some buffoolery. Not even buffoonery. It's your own made-up word. (laughs) I know, just like a queen from Drag Race. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, catchphrase. What happens after Drag Race? After Drag Race, it goes straight into Drag Queen Karaoke. Yes. So you can sing with your friends, get some cocktails, and party all night long. I guess we'll see you there. Yep, see you there. It's a podcast. With Coco and Donna, tell a podcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast. With Coco and Donna, tell a podcast. Well, Coco, I am feeling stunning tonight because we have the gorgeous, legendary Stephanie Dupont Shade with us. Stephanie, how are you doing? Hi, Stephanie. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> you know, I'm. Um... I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing him. I'm doing her. Oh. I'm doing well. <laughs> All of the above. You have the best cadence hey. when it comes to like communication and speech. It's just I love it so much. I love watching you on the internet. I'm just like, what's gonna come out of her mouth? <laughs> hey. You can't predict me, boo. I'm not forever. <laughs> There's gonna be so many quotes to use for the title in this episode, I feel. Um <laughs> Period. Like, if I'm nothing else, I'm a one-liner. <laughs> so, as always, um, so tell us how long um, you've been performing in drag, and then, uh, and then, how did you get your really known as the queen of all the middle and last names? 
Uh, so I've been performing for too damn long. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, so I've been doing drag and since I was getting dressed up in drag since I was 13. But I've only, I've only been performing in drag since like 15, 16. Uh, currently 28, I'll be 29 in January. Y'all do the math. I went to public school. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's been uh, a good chunk of my life, if not half yeah. my life. It sounds so like about half. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. about 15 <laughs> yeah. years or so. Dang. That's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize it, but I've been out here yeah. <laughs> in these streets. <laughs> yes, you have. Dang, that's kind of exciting, actually. It is. I'm just yeah. like, dang. It, it, it kind of is because, like, so I remember the first time I ever watched uh, uh, Paris is Burning, and they were interviewing the two boys outside, and they're like, where are your parents? Where's your mother? Where's your father? And they were the two young boys. They were like, oh, you know, I do what I want. I'm out here in these streets. And I remember, like, yo, I want to be those kids. Not the greatest, greatest of role models, but, like, yo, I want to be those kids. And now here I am sitting here talking to you guys, reflecting about off of a simple question, I'm like, damn, I really was some kids. <laughs> like, that, that really, that really, really was me. Like, kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And now a mother yourself to other entertainers and someone that is a mentor to other people. It's too many damn <laughs> Well, and it's true, though, because you... It's funny, we're, I'm going to talk at her like this whole interview. You have this ability of making people Please. feel so complete in like their journeys and then also you have a way of identifying like the struggle of the person within three seconds of seeing them in the bar being like coco come here i'm like no stephanie i don't need to unpack this right now (laughs) (laughs) you leave me alone i mean clearly you do because like you know i mean mother gothel and tangle said the best you know mother knows best like i mean I've always had the nurturing aspect. I've always been nurturing and caring for uh, I, the song for the unsung heroes, you know, for the for the underdogs, for the scraps, the throwaways, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I had a weird and intricate uh, upbringing myself and intricate relationship with my mother. And uh, to put it shortly, and we're gonna just going to dead it after that, my mother was a great mother to children that weren't hers. Uh, and so watching her do that so well helped mm. me become who I was. So it's like me literally taking a copy out of her page, like a book out of her, a page out yeah. of her book, you know, if I yeah. speak, um, and just applying it, you know, because uh, at the end of the day, if I can make your life a little better, then my life is not so dumb. Yeah. She, that I love that actually. That's yeah. beautiful. My mom was yeah. I, I when I was a when I was in preschool. <coughs> I was a preteen. Gosh, why is talking hard today? Uh, when I was a preteen, because my mom was a foster care provider. My bio mom was a foster care provider, mm-hmm. and I always felt during that time of my life, from like eight to like fourteen, that my mom was a better better mother to kids that weren't hers for the longest time. And, yeah. Um, so I, I really do identify with that struggle. Later in life, obviously, I, I realized that that wasn't completely the case. Obviously, my mom loves me, but like, it just, I, I get that. That hit real hard. I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, especially like for me to, you know, piggyback, I know I said I was done with the issue, but it's fine. Um, like, my mother was also a social worker, you know, so like, my mom was known as the Queen of Tickets because no matter what concert came to town, circus, rodeo, whatever, like, if these at-risk teens in the community said they wanted to go, my mom got the tickets. Like, my mom took 14 screaming girls to go see NSYNC and uh, Britney Spears at that concert back in, you know, Y2K. So, like, my mom did it all, you know? So, like, I literally watched her be a mother to all the kids in the community. And uh, at the time, I didn't realize that she wasn't loving me the same way. But, you know, like, it was a, it was a learning method. So- so and, then, uh, who's your favorite drag child? I just apply it. Who's your favorite drag child? Ooh, ooh, <laughs> on the spot. Um, she just sipped a drink, y'all. Okay. She's like, wait a second. <laughs> um, so 
my favorite. Oh, I'm going to sound like my mother right here. My favorite child is whoever I'm talking to at the moment. <laughs> okay. Very diplomatic Absolutely. answer. <laughs> um, I will say that some children hold a stronger, deeper connection mm-hmm. than others. Um, for instance, Sugar Pill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sugar Pill is my firstborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, it's my fault that the world has sugar pill. <laughs> so, uh, both you're welcome and I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. I really needed to hear that. Um, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, no, she was my firstborn. She, uh, uh, and I say she loosely not to, uh, be rude towards them. So I'm just going to change pronouns. So like they just, they came to my drag workshop for, years because i did one at the oregon queer youth summit i did drag 101 for like four or five years and then they decided to finally get in drag i put them in drags and i w- went to the escape with them in six months they had elevated their makeup and won their first drag title wow. and then the trajectory from there just took off um so yeah it's really a, it's really neat um also some kids require, you know, more than others. Some require less. Um, some of my kids, I'm an actual mother figure to them in their, like, life period. Um, some I'm just a drag mother where I've just given them the things that they needed to start up and they've created their whole career. I have some drag kids that need that nurturing constantly, so they're, you know, talking to me damn near every day, you know, or on the weekends or whatever. So, uh, I have, I have too many kids, and so for me to say that I have one favorite, I say I don't. But if you ask them, they'll probably say Craven. So. <laughs> I was gonna say it was Craven. Too. He's lovable. I love Craven. <laughs> He's a favorite. Um. So prior to the pandemic, Stephanie, you produced a show called Glitter Girls. Uh, tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. how that started and how you kind of got your hand in producing. Uh, yeah, so Glitter Girls was a birthday gift to myself. Um, not from myself, from Calliope Carmichael's. Um, she had asked me if I wanted to host the show. I started off as just a host. And so I said, sure. And then while we were leading up to the show, I was asking all these questions. I wasn't getting answers that I liked. So then I said, hey, let me help. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I stepped in as a producer and had no idea what I was doing, how to do it, uh, learned very quickly what to do and what not to do. Um, And then I just took on the helm of Glitter Girls and I just drove that thing everywhere. I was asking anyone and everyone to come and, you know, be on the show. Uh, you know, I was never really able to consistently pay people, you know, money to like be in the show. But what was a great offset was that typically when you came in and did a, did our show, even though we were on the second and fourth Mondays, you still made a pretty cute coin from coming to do the show, you know, and, I mean, I hated that all I could offer you was a plus one, you know, and and two drink tickets, but that's all I could offer, you know? And so, like, I wasn't trying to demean anybody, and I wasn't mad at anybody, even though if they said they couldn't do it, you know? Um, We were able to pay people after we hadn't made only so much at the door. Um, And so then, we that happened a couple times, but it wasn't always. But uh, like I said, it was a learning curve. Uh, ended up being my baby, my pride and joy. Uh, I really miss it. I'm not going to lie. And, you know, who knows? (laughs) We might have something in the works coming up at the end of September. Excuse me, I'm a little parched. Nice. That's exciting to hear. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. um, And I'm proud to say that Glitter Girls made it to a whole year before the pandemic, you know, really took over everything. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to be at that show. And it was the, uh, the anniversary show 
was the first show in a whole year that I had missed. Wow. Uh, that was one thing I was also really proud of. I never missed a show. Um, even if I didn't feel good, I just didn't perform, but I was there hosting. I love that. Um, I do. I love that. If I, and even if I, if I didn't feel like hosting, I still showed up so that it was there. So that if there were any problems, they didn't have to call me and I missed a call or whatever. I was right there to resolve any and all issues. Um, just cause like a lot of people don't realize that when you're a producer, it's all on your shoulders. Like it, you know what I mean? Like it's all writing on you. Like it's, you're the one that's liable. You're the one that's paying people, you know, you're the, literally the grief to get the gears on the machine going. Um, and it's not easy. It's not just throwing your name on a flyer, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people think all you have to do is be good at Photoshop and having a cool production name, but either way. Yeah, I get that. That show um, was cool. Me and Donna both yeah. recorded it yeah. at separate times, and it was it was a cool <coughs> show. And at the same time, sometimes. Oh, did we perform at the same time? Yeah. Okay. There were a couple times that we performed together, and then, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a good, it, it was a great, it was a great show. Cool venue, Biker Bar. Biker yeah. Bar for a drag show. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know, and they loved yeah. us there, you know, they were all about it. And uh, I never had any kind of issues with clientele or staff. I think the one time we had an issue, uh, I didn't know it was an issue until it was already resolved. And by the time they had reached to me with all the information, the person had been 86 from the bar, the picture was already up on the wall, and I was like, all right, cool. So I want to switch gears to... um, because your Let's name um, that you put in our broadcast today was the aggressive, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> so to give our listeners listeners some backstory here, um, Stephanie decided to go public about who was stealing tips from um, in the Portland drag community, um, and she named Leilani Seek Amazon and their partner Sylvia, and from. As one of the people, not the only thief. As, as one, one of, the, of thieves. the thieves, yes. And specifically to a specific string of yes. events. And so, um, from that point, um, so that was that was some online stuff, but that was pretty public and whatever. But what happened from that is in the comment section on Stephanie's video about Leilani, um, the Antichrist decided to write <laughs> to Stephanie, basically saying like, oh... <clears throat> is it okay that we're chasing a black trans woman out of town? Um, you know, and it might not actually be her to which Stephanie pretty much responded saying, get off my status. I say whatever I want to. <laughs> Period. And then. Wait, I didn't send for you. Don't come for me. <laughs> and then the antichrist pretty much responded by saying, you don't need to be so aggressive is what um, they said. And Stephanie came back pretty much saying the same thing. Like, get off my status. I'll say whatever the hell I want to. <laughs> I know. I literally, actually, I because they had called me aggressive, I chose to take the, the higher road. And I had decided to say, plain and simply, no one's being mm. aggressive. Yeah. You know, and and then it was the rest of the community that jumped down their throat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The memes were so funny. Um, but so what we want to talk about <laughs> they were constant is crazy. your video that video specifically that you made about Antichrist because um, you did go live about mm. that later um, to talk about that mm-hmm. and so for our listeners who don't understand why this is such a big deal why don't we talk about what the aggressive connotation actually means for you and your community yeah so um, I mean basically it's 2021 and we shouldn't be using microaggressions against any person of color, um, even more so any trans person of color. And if you want to go as far as any uh, trans woman of color, specifically. Um, So because I am loud and passionate, or I am loud and energetic about what I'm speaking, and it can be boisterous and or obnoxious, by your definition, not mine, of what you're usually accustomed to with conversation, you can take it as being aggressive because it's more brute force than what you're uh, accustomed to. But that doesn't mean that you get to tell that to me because you don't get to put me under the label of being the angry black woman 
where I am, you know, I you have now painted the narrative that has a negative connotation that angry black women all over this country, you know, get diminished and oh, well, you know, she's just doing this because she wants to be loud and be ghetto and and get her way, you know, like of course she's trying to deflect from the bigger issue here. Um you know, it's just it's back and forth. Um and so rather than finding another way to get your point across to just go for the negative connotation of it. Um, maybe I'm not doing the best way of explaining this, but uh, it's just, I don't know. It it just, it just didn't sit well with me, especially because like, if I was trying to be aggressive, you would have known I was trying to be aggressive. And all I had simply said was, we're not doing that here. Like I said what I said. And it should have just been left at that. But you decided to continue to drag on the narrative and change it so that you looked better, so that you seemed better in a space that wasn't your own. And yet again, you know, diminishing the fact that you were also talking to a black trans woman. Like your initial comment was like, oh, did we just shun one out of the community? But you're asking a trans woman of color if we just did that. Maybe this is one of those situations where you just shut up, sit down and sit back. Yeah. You know, maybe this isn't your conversation. Maybe this isn't your story to tell. This isn't your 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 fight to fight. You know, it's okay to not be there every step. Like you can be a cheerleader from the sidelines, but you don't always have to be at the front, you know, at the front lines. It's like it's true because that moment was that moment was really harsh for me too, just reading it specifically because you know, black women are getting that narrative of whenever they're asserting themselves or being aggressive. And that narrative can often lead to black death, especially black death and black women and nor especially I mean, absolutely. It's, it's been happening for decades. You know, I mean, remember, you know, Malcolm X said that the most disrespected person in America is the black woman, you know? And like, I think today, in today's time, it would, it can be even said that the most disrespected person in America is the black trans woman, you know, because black trans, you know, femmes are the, the demographic with the highest death rate. Is that like the highest murder rate? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just time to be accountable in 2021 and just take the time to really understand the words and what you're saying. Because that's the saying of sticks and stones may break my bones and words can never hurt me. That only works in kindergarten and first grade. That's tea. That's tea. As you get older, as you get older, that saying gets further and further from your mind and becomes so polar opposite. My favorite thing to say to people when I'm in those online dramas or I'm getting canceled online is to say, I, I love how people forget that I'm also human too. I have a lot of confidence. Absolutely. I also do follow those, you know, those phrases like the modern day phrase of that is like what other people think of you is none of your business or what RuPaul says, unless they pay in your bills, mm-hmm. say those bitches no mind. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is like I can pay them no mind as much as I want to, but it doesn't mean it's not going to necessarily affect me. Oftentimes it doesn't, but every once in a while it does because yeah. I'm human. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. See, I try to, I try to live my life by the, the three F rule. If you ain't feeding fucking or finance to me, I don't care. <laughs> And in order for me to care, you got to be doing at least two thirds. <laughs> I love that. So, um, not to seem like this is a bash post against Antichrist. From my understanding, Antichrist also sent you an apology text. Is that right? Yeah. So, um, after realizing just how much they had fucked up uh, by their words, not mine. If you want the screenshot, y'all know how to get all of me. I will send it to you. I also posted it. Um. 
Baby, I'm Stephanie DuPont Shade. I'm not scared of a screen recorder or a screenshot. I know what the fuck I be saying. Um, you know, they reached out and, you know, I mean, they kind of sort of did own up to it. They didn't excuse anything. They really explained that initially they were rubbed the wrong way about me outing away Lonnie and C. Glamazon uh, as the thief because, uh, and the Antichrist had also been a victim of theft that night at their show and they didn't want to believe that it, it was could be them especially when they had done uh, X, Y, and Z to help Leilani out after all of that and da da da, da. Um, and then went on to say that when if when they were able to you know send me money they would for having to deal with their bullshit online and um, yeah that's pretty much it but- at least they I mean, tried I, I to gave them a big ass thumb. Some capacity. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's better than nothing, first and foremost. Um, I mean, I read it. I sent a big thumbs up. At least so they know that I read it. <laughs> um, I sent a thumbs up. I did my due diligence. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, you didn't give a fuck about my comfort. Why am I going to give a fuck Oof. about yours? Maybe that's yeah. the title of the episode. <laughs> it would be a good title. Right. Yeah. I am over giving energy to issues, people, and topics that I don't actually give a fuck about. See? Yeah. I'm I'm way too grown for that. Like, ooh, especially, oof, oof. Mm, realty in my life. Unfortunately, I've been, you know, I've been losing people here and there, you know, uh, again, like other people, but whatever. A um, couple of the people that I've lost recently, or not I've lost, but like have passed away recently. I didn't really care about them when they were alive. So people want to come up to me like, oh, boo-hoo, what was me? I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry that you feel this way. I hope you can get some comfort soon. You know, like, oh, why don't you feel the way you, you knew them too? Right, I knew them. I didn't like them. That's tea. And they're like, oh, you're supposed to let that go just because they die? If anything, I'm happy I ain't got to see their ass around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, Dang. why, 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 why am I going to change how I feel about somebody just because they passed away? That's true. Okay, well, I mean, I still love my mom. I lost her. I didn't get her back. Why, why, why? No, mm-mm. don't play that. So, uh, yeah. It so I just... di- it's a difficult pill to swallow. I actually, long story short, I had this moment at my, I was hanging out with some buddies like from high school in my first year of college. And we were, you know, talking about high school and whatever. And there was a girl, I don't remember her name. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I remember her. She bullied me so bad. <clears throat> And we were just going through people we knew. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, that one girl, that one girl was so awful to me. We went on this cruise together and she was so awful to me. And she literally made a spectacle of me and humiliated me in front of the people on the cruise. And like, she was just always bullying me, whatever. And they're like, what's your name? I was like, I can't remember. And then we finally figured it out. And then one of my people were like, you know that she completed suicide, right? And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And they're like, wow, that's just really messed up. And I was like, well, I said... Yeah, I was like, I didn't know that she did that, and that's terribly sad. It does not negate how she bullied me for, like, over a year and a half. Even if she had things in her life, she made my life a living hell, like, (laughs) at the same time. I was like, so both things are true. It's sad, and she bullied me. You can still have compassion for the person, because obviously they were struggling with some inner demons, but also still, like, feel like they hurt you, you know, Or, or they weren't the best but like i can i can acknowledge that those closest to them mm-hmm. are grieving and with grief being love with nowhere to go i would don't wish that yeah. upon anybody it just happened that i'm not yeah. grieving that person Ooh, that's that's a, that's a you know what i mean line. that's a really good line like i'm just yeah, i'm not grieving that person yeah. so, so you know it doesn't mean i'm wishing ill upon them i just no, and, and you're a Time giving to person, on. too. Like, you're yeah. always one of those girls. So that video that got posted from when you were hosting Black uh, Trans Magic uh, about you <laughs> talking about El- Ellie oh, LeBlanc. Yeah, Ellie LeBlanc. 
Sorry, I haven't talked to that girl in a long time. Also, she has me blocked. But Because um, <laughs> she does. <laughs> but yeah, that was a really powerful moment that you took your stage time to do. Oh. Yeah, I wanted to... Can you talk a little bit more about your yeah. speech to Ellie Le Blunt? Like, um, taking time on stage to... So it was, uh, it was a long time coming. Um, it was based off of issues that we had uh, like before the pandemic. Um, and not to breathe, you know, life into a dead issue, but it was basically about the hearsay, hearsay. She said, she said, uh, there was no actual confirmation of like what had been said, what hadn't been said. And the source was uh, iffy at best. And uh, I was drunk one night and at a show. And I just heard some things and that were said about me that I didn't like. And just me being me, you know, shoot first, ask questions later. I tried to whip, rip the girl's wig off on stage while she was performing. Uh, mm-hmm. Lucky for her. didn't come off. Um, and then it just you know grew from there you know things happened just in the third and then we just didn't talk for a while um after an extended period of time we were both in the same show at cc's and you know i went downstairs looked at her i said look i ain't trying to fight with you i ain't trying to argue with you I will be cool and cordial with you, you know, or whatever. Like, I'm not trying to have a bad night with you. <laughs> like, because I really needed to make money that night. And I wasn't let no bitch get between me and my bag. Uh, and it ended up being she was willing to hash it out. We hashed it out. We talked about it. And we was cool ever since. Um, from that point up until when I was on the mic, actually making the public apology, I hadn't hosted a show that she was in. You know what I'm saying? Like, she hadn't attended a show that I was hosting. She wasn't performing in a show that I was hosting. And so I hadn't had the opportunity. And I knew I just needed to do it that way. So when I got wind, she was making her return to Black Magic for Black Trans Magic, and I was going to be hosting it, I knew, I knew that I was going to be giving her that very well-deserved public apology. You know, uh, my disrespect was public. My accountability needed to be public. And uh, I can't sit here and be mm-hmm. a woman of my word and expect to keep everybody yeah. up to one level and standard when I don't keep myself up to that standard. So I, uh, I, yeah. I did what I did and yeah. I said what I said. Yeah. I didn't even know it was being recorded. Like somebody already tried to come for me and they're like, oh, well, a recorded apology doesn't mean anything. And I was like, you know, I mean, that's fair. Except for Ellie sent me the video because her friend <coughs> recorded it. I had no idea someone was recording it. Nobody told them to record mm. it. Nobody knew I was doing this. Nobody. I was the only one who knew that I was going to be apologizing to her. Right. So when she sent me the video, right. I asked her, I was like, can I post this? Because it needs to happen. And she was like, absolutely. And so then I posted it again. You know, like, mm-hmm. in every year when it comes up in my memories, I'm going to be posting it just to reiterate accountability 2021. Like, I might be a real bitch, a down bitch, a great bitch, but i still a bitch that can fuck up. Like, I still have to be held accountable. Like, I'm not untouchable. A lot of people think I am, but I'm not. <laughs> like, I fuck up too. Well, and that's T. That's T. I love that accountability, honestly, because at the end of the day, like, if you're really going to talk such a big game, Absolutely. I think a big game really comes from a person who could admit, Absolutely. When, they're, admit when they're wrong, right? Like, yeah. And. Yeah, so and that's as, really kind. As far as the recorded apology goes, too, there's a big difference between right. someone being influencer-like and sitting down and staging an apology and crying for the cameras right. and what was you it, did, where it was just a genuine moment <coughs> that exactly, was caught that's on what camera. I was like, it happened you know, to be recorded. That happened like, to be recorded. 
if I wanted something to be recorded, don't you think I would have had a better angle of myself? Like, the video wasn't flattering for anybody. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, Girl. <laughs> I feel ya. I love that, too. I, mean, I love that, too. Period. Like, I love that, <laughs> Give me her my good side. Like, I'm a, I'm a lamb of Mariah Carey. Yeah. Like, you think I'm going to be let somebody catch me in fluorescent <laughs> lighting? Let alone a bad angle? <clears throat> Let <laughs> <laughs> a load of bad ankle. Ooh, that's Let's some tea. Um, so, switching gears once again, I want to mm-hmm. know what's because you're on technically a drag break, um, even though you're still hosting gigs. Um, so, uh, tell us what the future is for. Stephanie, I mean, when it um, comes to or hosting or whatever performing. Um, those days are numbered. Uh, hosting, I, I will never probably stop doing. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I have a couple of things that are in the works right now um, that should be coming to a head soon. And if you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm looking for my charger. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I just... I'm ready to be an audience member, to be fully honest with you. I, um, I'm ready to be that audience member producer that knows everything that's going on, but doesn't have to do jack shit. Um, you know, it's just, it's nice. And I want to be able to enjoy the time with my friends when they come out to a drag show that I've invited them to, you know, instead of me being on stage and not being able to hang out with them because I'm doing a thousand things at once, you know, I want to be able to experience a drag show without having to worry about who the, who's going to be up next, you know, um, or wearing if my makeup is going to last through XYZ numbers. Yeah it's, oh, yeah, it's hard to be present when you're wearing so many different hats, for sure. And so many hats. You know, and it's like, Especially I'm just ready to choose me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think that's amazing. And I think a lot of people that oh, have yeah, taken absolutely. the time to really look inward, are, um, more people are doing that. I mean... <clears throat> Also, moving from like being a a host, a performer, and a producer to just being a producer and a host, for me, I feel like that's where I thrive at the most. Like, yes, I can perform, I can play the house down boots, but it's not mm-hmm. it for me anymore. It doesn't make me happy anymore. You know. Like I feel like I'm getting. I'm, I mean, I'll always, you know, do a capacity. park and bark ballad, make bitches cry, but uh, I don't need to buck and twirl and break my body for a couple of bucks when I can book a bitch and host a bitch and make more money that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let me just book this talent real quick for the show. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And and host a show, I can still make money that way and have just as much fun. And not be sore for the next four days because I decided to do three splits and two numbers. Girl, I feel you, especially at our age. I mean, we're both damn near thirty, and I can't, I can't do any more because my At body's all. Also, not you know, if uh, I do anything too strenuous with it. In Portland, there's a a breath of new life when it comes to drag performers. So you know what? I'll take my break. Y'all go ahead. Mm, yeah. Tear up the stage. Tear up the city. Yeah. Let the world be your oyster. I'm going to be in the back with my yep. joint, my Merlot, my tequila, and I'll just watch y'all have fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a definitely a different experience being 35 doing drag. Um, Erica Clash said it best, and I've said it on this podcast before. 
me and Diana Fire and Erica Class are sitting down right after Camp Wanakiki and and we're just talking about the shows and the performance levels and it was just like she's like drag is really hard on my body and we were just like yeah because mm-hmm. um, this is probably both when me and Diana are like what 33 probably at the time and we're like yeah like oh yeah it's super hard on my body and she was just like she's like yeah I, don't, I can't like it's gonna kill me <laughs> because she right. does some really high energy numbers where she flops around the floor literally like flopping around mm-hmm. doing those numbers Ch- yeah. and I, I don't know like, how I was like, I can't even Chanel and Chad and Michael really, really. and Kennedy Davenport and Fucking Alyssa Edwards is out here just bugging and twirling like, ain't no tomorrow. Mm-mm. No, mama. She's not that nimble. She's not that quick. Baby. She's going to jump over that candle. It's and too much. <laughs> mama. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. as, we get to, as we get to the end, I need to ask you a question. If you were ever caught in a bar fight, what three drag entertainers would you All want right. to fight alongside um, you and why? Yeah, no, I think I'm going to just go with all of them. So I would want Alexis Campbellstar, Takara Campbellstar, and Arcadian Campbellstar. <laughs> Good choice. I'm, I'm not even going. <laughs> <laughs> no, no cap. I think that's a great lineup. Uh, that's yeah, a, that's not for fantastic. real. Uh <laughs> And they've always they've always been so kind to me and and given me opportunities in the city. Right. I was you know also, first okay. living here. So if just, the, but if yeah, they weren't available, it would definitely have to be my. I'm glad you chose that. My shade family next, but yep. it would definitely be <laughs> hot pink shade, Kwanzaa shade, and Kimber. Like flawless, mm. I love you. I love you so much. Mm. But you way too pretty for me to try to fuck it up in a fight. So I'm going to just need you to sit on the sideline and let us take care of this. <laughs> like, I, know, I know the bitch can fight, but that bitch is... Look, if we ever True. walk a fucking ball I mean, she is house, gorgeous. we need you for face category. Like, <laughs> bitch. Face, right. yeah. Like, oh. Like, I ain't sure oh. that there's a message she to all of my <laughs> She's beat. Mama, she's beat. <laughs> You think I'm gonna be the reason why? Woo! Gosh. No, I ain't cracking that porcelain. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) So, our last question that we always ask to is Do you have any upcoming gigs that you're excited about or things that you You know? I'm just gonna promote everything at Local Lounge. Uh, I don't care what it is, whether it's a brunch or it's a show of Sue from corporate. Or it's, you know, Cool Dad or Dragon Drop or Drag Danger Zone, uh, Black Magic, Black Trans Magic, especially Black Trans Magic because I'm your hostess each and every month for that. Um, just any show at local. I, I fully support and endorse. Uh, you can't go wrong. And uh, it's just really great. And it's just nice to see a beacon like that in the community again. And no, this ain't sponsored. No, Coco ain't paid me no money. Y'all don't don't try it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, last but not least, I miss my Tushi Dushi, and I can't wait to see her again. Yeah, I do miss her. She'll be back tomorrow, right? God, that yeah. Uh, uh, the first? Uh, no, is it tomorrow the first? Tomorrow's oh, the God, first. She'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow is the first yeah she is just the epitome of chaos um so much chaos energy. oh by the way she's staying with us for i'm so time. i know i figured <laughs> <laughs> i figured as much she's i'm like so getting excited ready. for the project you see her, she's like, I, I, figured, I figured as much that song and sound of music how how are you gonna solve a problem like marie <clears throat> they should be a how do you solve, solve a problem, problem like, like <laughs> lover i i even messaged her i was like Yvonne. i was like what is that she was like i finally picked the middle name girl it's a drag name you ain't gotta have a middle name but okay that's a french ass name Yvonne. <laughs> okay <laughs> 
Now I gotta give Brit one too. It's it's, it's a French ass <laughs> name. That's that's the she meme that I sent. That's the meme that I sent in the group chat when oh, she Brit said. Brit has another name. French ass name. Is that the best? Does Brit have a middle name? Elizabeth. Brit Elizabeth Brit Neon because the initial spell Ben. Well, that does bring us to the end of our episode. Yes. Thanks. I know. You Thanks so much, Stephanie not... slash the aggressive, for being on our podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading the name here. I, I do want to say one last thing. Um, if you have listened this far, we did name names in this episode. I know that's ruffled some feathers in the past, but also pay close attention to what we said because we didn't say anything inflammatory. We were processing things. We were referencing Period. names. And also, my name is Stephanie. Is motherfucking can be done. Yeah. I said what the fuck I said. Again, I'm not scared of a screenshot yeah. or a screen recording. If you had a problem with anything that I have said, you know how to get a hold of me. And we can talk to us all like humans. But don't be bitter. Mm-hmm. And don't be pity patty. And don't be petty. And especially yeah. don't be petty page. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, damn. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <That was laughs> wow. Good. I don't need a crown. She, no, she said that. She did that. <laughs> well thank you everybody for listening it's a beautiful note to end it on it is Um, always thanks thanks stephanie so much for joining us this has been wonderful it's great to see you my love yes it really has i'm sure i will see you you this week i miss you yes absolutely so follow us on a gentleman secret podcast where you're gonna see some pictures of stephanie and i'll link down to all of their social media so you can give them a follow so that's it, everybody. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. This has been another episode of HM of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of HM of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at the Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is A J E M of a Secret Podcast.com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at ajemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye.